0: Yo, what's up guys, it's your boy Presley from Live A Little, we are back with the first Monday edition of Going Coastal, and it's actually our first episode in podcast form on all platforms. What's up? Let's get
1: started. started.
0: Alright, well first off we gotta go over the Going Coastal series. This is actually gonna be a new segment every Monday, we're gonna pick a series for the upcoming weekend. And we're going to pick it and then we're going to go over it every Monday. So we pick it on a Monday? Or should we pick it on Wednesday and then go over it on Monday?
1: Wednesday go over it on Monday.
0: Oh, yeah, I yeah. like that. So we'll just we'll go over it on Monday. So, of course, series this weekend was the going coastal series, aka the Marlins and Giants. They concluded their season series. It was two really good games. And two really not-so-good games. Not for the reason that you're thinking, as in, like, my team won twice. It just happens to be the two good games where my team that won twice, but that was just because of the performances. And the, the games the Giants won were just bad. They are bad games. It wasn't close. It was really bad, okay? So the Giants win the season series 4-3. to three. Unfortunately, because the Marlins suck, you know, I feel like we're gonna go over this every episode. The Marlins are bad. Like, I got I don't know what else to say. I put out a tweet, I said over the next fourteen games, they gotta go eleven and three to get to thirty and thirty, which was a realistic goal I had set at the start of the season, and then they shut the bed in the month of May. They, they only won, like, seven games in May. That was horrible.
1: What's new, though?
0: Yeah, so the, since I put out that tweet, they're now 3-3. Three and three. They have to go 8-0, and oh, which first three is possible. They're playing the Nationals. Um, you got Edward, Trevor, then Sandy. They might push Sandy back a day, because why not? Give him another day of rest. Let him go 140, like he said he wants to. But... Then they run into Houston. Houston's hot. That that's probably not gonna live. But let's go over game by game of the series. All right, uh, Friday, Thursday. We started on Thursday. Let's see. This is a great part about running over these on Monday because even if it's a four game series and they start on Thursday, we have no idea what's going on when we record it on Wednesday. Um. All right. First off, Sandy, are the going coastal? Cy Young pick. We both picked him to win the Cy Young at where they are right now. Shoved it up the Giants, but for seven innings, he threw great. He got three runs of support. When when you're Sandy Alcantara, that's all you need. You don't need any more than three runs. You don't really need any more than one run. Occasionally, you might need two. All right, but Sandy's got it. He locks it down. Seven innings. Final score three nothing. Uh, unfortunately, we don't get to talk about Jazz in this series because he sucked. All right, he's he's ha- he's going through a little slump. They, there's a, we'll talk about some other slumps going on around the league in a second because there's a big one. I don't know if you know who I'm talking about. There's a big slump going down right now. All right. Well, the boys took game one coming off. The bats were moving in Colorado. Still very unfortunate what was going down there, but uh, because you lose a game thirteen to twelve in extra innings, it hurts. I don't care who, where you're playing. Thirteen to twelve sucks. I don't like high. Sc- I, I, that sounds wrong. I don't really care for like high scoring games. All right, I like the three to nothing games, like like we got here. Where the boy, Jazz Chisholm, goes 0 for 4 with uh, 1K. All right. Big winner in that game. My MVP for that game. Uh, We'll go with Miguel Rojas. All right. He had a two-out RBI. I mean, obviously, it's Sandy. I'm going hitters, though. The the, the MVP has to be hitters. We're going to clarify that right now. It has to be the hitter of the game because some pitchers can shove. We know the story is Sandy. We know... I don't know if everybody saw the interview after the game. He said he wants to throw complete games. It doesn't matter if it goes with 130, 150, he wants to throw complete games. Maybe Don Matt, Mattingly will listen to him because the boy, not knock on wood, has no injury background. Dude has a feel for what he's going on.
1: I doubt he ever gets that chance, though, because that's something that no. Don Mattingly isn't going to want to push with that player.
0: Yeah, We're, we'll talk a little more about some managers <laughs> later in this episode, too. Next game, 15-6. to six. Uh, we really don't even have to talk about this game, honestly. Uh, the the Marlins throw out an opener, and the Giants throw out a bullpen game. Thing is, is that uh, Beyer, not really bad. A lot of Marlins fans crap on the guy. I mean, he gave up one run, and it's it's kind of unfortunate. He only threw one inning, gave up one hit, with a walk. Cool. It's the next guy who got sent down, Elias Hernandez. He sucked all year. Way overdue. Long overdue. Meyer should have been up at his place. I know Meyer's hurt right now. Meyer should have been up at his place months ago. All right. Boy, Asadio got an inning. La Tortuga. Couldn't get a hit off his ass, though. No. Big boy can throw. It's okay because the Giants also had a position player pitch. So... <laughs> Yeah, he gave up three.
1: You know, his dad's actually the pitching coach at Oklahoma State, too.
0: Yeah, I did know that, actually. He hit a grand slam in the last game, but we're going to get to that.
1: All right. We are going to get to that.
0: All right. Well, uh, who's your player of the game in this one?
1: And I feel like
0: this is the second game. You got two options. Both, unfortunately, happen to be on your fantasy team.
1: Crawford or Yaz? Yeah, I got to go with Yaz. Yeah,
0: it's got to be Yaz. One two walk, two for five with the walk, five RBIs. Yeah, he did leave three on base. Brandon Crawford left four on base, and they still scored fifteen freaking runs, man. So, uh, <laughs> yikes! Uh, bad game for the Marlins. Whatever. Because the next game, this was the best game of the series. Sandy did what he did on Thursday. Uh, going into Saturday, though, uh, Pablo goes out, gives up a nice early four-run advantage to the Giants. Some good good hitting there. Well, Pablo, Pablo breathes, comes back out after the three-run fourth at 50-something pitches. I don't really remember exactly where. He might have been in the 60s, even. And he stretches it out, goes seven strong innings. After that, I mean, after the four runs, brought it back in, gives the bullpen a break. Marlins put up four against Logan Webb. Kapler pulls Kevin Cash, pulls his pitcher for absolutely no reason when he's throwing good, and Marlins walk it off in the ninth. I don't know why he pitched to Jesus Sanchez there, but. With a base open and a righty on deck, I don't really see a point. But, you know, good for him. It's the walk-off.
1: Out
0: there. Listen. Who's your player over game in this one?
1: You know, I don't know. You know, with that one, are we pick a player of the game from our team
0: individually? No, no, you pick a player just overall. Could be either team. I don't know how you could pick a player of the game, though, from the losing team. I don't.
1: Hey, well, I didn't know if we were doing it since this is a going coastal series. We got to pick one from each of our teams.
0: I picked Yaz last last one.
1: Fair point. It's been a long day. Who's your pick?
0: your hey, Sanchez, bro.
1: Yeah, I thank I think you. Was sack, get
0: a double Stop. there. Um, got two RBIs in the game. You know, uh, got the scoring started. Got him on the board. Scored on a throwing error down to second. Wish they would have given him the stolen base. There would have been the first of his career. They didn't. It's all good. Yeah, I mean, you get the football helmet. First time we've seen that. Don't know where that came from. First walk-off win for the Marlins all year. Biggest comeback for the Marlins all year. Never won a game when they were down by more than two runs, and then came back from four on this one. Sunday, less eventful. It wasn't really just a bad game. It just didn't ever feel like it was close. Started Braxton Garrett. uh, His fourth stint in the majors. Um, Not a bad pitcher. A lot of Marlins fans like him. I like him a lot. Uh, does it? I don't feel like he's ever given a, been given a fair opportunity. gave up a grand slam in this one. Like, bro, you give up one one big hit and it looks bad. But like, you know, he he threw really well the first two three innings. I guess. Yeah, I think it was three innings. I, I mean, I don't know. I don't really understand why anybody would be mad at him, specifically. I think it's just the managing in this game was kind of poor. Uh, the lineup is still kind of subpar. I don't care who they're starting. Jazz has to start in this game. You know, you just need fire, man. That's just... Jazz can be slumping, and he can still add a lot of energy to that lineup. It's a bad... One of the bad moves on Don Manningly. Like I said, we're going to talk about some managers here in a little bit. Uh, who's your player of the game in this one? I don't really know
1: how it could be anybody else. All right, so pretty easy choice, pretty clean cut. Donovan Walton,
0: yeah, hit a grand slam. Was that, I think it was first career at grand slam. Walked into this series with one RBI this year, walks out of it with eight. It's great. You ever need some hitting camp? Unless you run into Sandy or Pablo, the Marlins are the team to play. Big news is they start a series with the Nats on Tuesday with Edward Cabrera going. Eddie C. Love to see that. Should have been in the majors at the start of the season. Don't know what that was about. I don't, I don't know what the Marlins management's doing. I don't know why JJ Bleday is still not up, but whatever. God forbid we put a fire under a team's ass. takeaway from this series is uh it determined our fantasy league but not really because i still smoke that ass we played each other this week in fantasy you got your ass smoked son 95 points 92 points whatever it was you got your ass smoked we'll turn it around yeah unfortunately not against me all right uh <laughs> all right speaking of fantasy players New segment. We talked about it. We we kind of teased it on Wednesday. Every Monday, we're gonna give you a fantasy player. You gotta fix. You gotta pick up. I can't talk. You gotta pick it up. Pick it up. All right. Uh, in the, in the fantasy league. Fantasy league. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Our fantasy picks of the week. We're gonna do some football too. Whenever that comes eventually. So, you have had a while to think about it. Um. We kind of just pick a guy that we think is gonna pop. You either gotta trade for him, you gotta pick him up in free agency. Whatever you gotta do, um, most of them are gonna be a little lower rostered according to ESPN fantasy league. See, they're gonna be like a, uh, a a seven year below, or you know, if it's a little higher, you gotta you gotta piece it together a trade. Like you gotta get this guy on your roster this week because they got to pop. And uh, we're gonna do a point system throughout the baseball season. Uh, you get a point if your player does better than the other person's player, All right. So,
1: uh, who you got? I think this week I'm going to go with, he's a m- much more rostered player than anyone we will probably pick the rest of the year, but I'm going to go with Ty France. He's been hot all season. He's batting, I think, 333 if I remember correctly. He's had a little bit of an off week this week, but next week, or this coming week, he's going to, he's going to have a good week this week. He's gonna get back on track. He's gonna put up a lot of points this week, and he's gonna stay hot.
0: We pick from the same team. Oh, because my pick is Ahenyo Suarez. All right, he's a little, I can't pronounce his name, but it doesn't matter because he he popped off against your rear end this weekend or this week. <laughs> he scored a good twenty-three points, I think, this week, and uh, that that's good enough for me. Pick him for my player of the week. I think he is rostered by 52% of leagues. I might be wrong. So, I mean, like, he's a little bit of a super pick. He's He's been on and off my team this year. He I picked him up at free agency all the way back in April 20th. He did good for me for about a month. Started slumping for a week. I dropped him, picked him back up four days later. And uh, the last two weeks, he's performed. He's been a bench bat for me. I've just kind of plugged them wherever I could. Yeah, rostered by fifty three point two percent of leagues. So uh you got a shot to go pick him up today. All right. Need him in your league. Uh he's 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 a dude. He, he's one of those streaky players though. Like he can pop off like he did today for twelve, he could he can go for four. The thing is is I feel like when he does go negative, he ain't striking out without a hit multiple times in a game. So like he is a high strikeout player, too. So, I mean, if if he strikes out three times, he might throw a double in there and, and save your rear end on that one. So, like, he, he'll correct his mistakes. So, he's my fantasy player of the week. Walks quite a bit, too. Had a good week this week. I'm going to project him at 26 points this week. I'm going to go a three home run week. Okay. I think he's got Ty France whipped.
1: I think I'm going to put Ty France. What would you say, 23? Yeah, I said 26. 26? Ooh. That's a big bet. Yeah. So how does the point system work if we hit the number on the dot? What do you mean? No, that's a, this doesn't matter. This doesn't matter. matter. All that matters
0: no, because all that matters is my player ends up better than yours. So like, I'll go back. I'll go look at I'll go look at the stats going into next Monday's episode. And if my guy put up 13 points and your guy put up 40 in that week, then you get one point. All right. Or we could do it where we add the points together throughout the rest of the year. So like if my guy, if I pick a guy and he goes off for 40 points, I get 40 points and your guy gets 13, then you get 13. We can do it that way. Like, kind of like a fantasy thing.
1: Let's keep it on like a week by week one point a week
0: one point. All right, all right. So picks are in. Ty France, Hania Suarez. Uh, Ty France does hit in front of Suarez, so you could be helping me out in the RBI academy
1: here. Yeah, just saying. So Ty France pick of the week. Go get him. We're gonna we're gonna stick
0: since we are talking about the Mariners. All right, we're gonna stick with the Mariners last week I made a bold statement alright I said they look a lot like the 2019 Nationals a lot of hype not like too much hype but like they're looking like a playoff team they slump at the start of the year then they go in I'm pretty sure they sweat the Houston Astros I might be wrong I'm going to go look this make sure I'm right they're on a little bit of a heater. I'm looking. I'm checking. Another one tonight. One point two percent win odds to a hundred percent. That's what happened tonight, son. Three runs in the top of the ninth. That's what you like to see when you got a We got a team that's now twenty four and thirty. They're sitting a nice little six games under five hundred. But that's where I want them. I wouldn't want them anywhere else. I want them. I want them to be the underdogs. I want you to keep sleeping on them because I said it, and I didn't even really believe myself at first. Okay, what do we do? How do I? I I'm failing to remember how I. Look at this. I always forget. Just stay the stay
1: at the West and talk about the team that I had picked on Wednesday to win Yale. Hey, man, stole my
0: transition
1: amazing 11 game losing streak
0: you just stole my transition that was exactly what i was going to say at first and then i just wanted to stick with the mariners because i remembered i picked them to to be a little sleeper pick all right and uh then you stole my transition there i like it i like it you're picking up on we're figuring it out um yeah uh and that actually brings up what I, i mentioned earlier uh, My little slump boy over here, Mike Trout. Worst slump of the man's career? Which is still crazy, I mean, because, like, it's a bad slump over an 11-game sl- stretch. Like, it's a bad slash line. And it's still better than a lot of people's slumps they'll have on a yearly basis. So, like, calm down. It's just because it's Mike Trout. Mike Trout is not washed. All right. <laughs> He's just a rough patch. Uh, had two guys go down with injuries, two, two pretty big guys in their season this year. N- heard nothing on Rendon so far. That's a little scary. Uh, Ward has been on and off the IL, or the day-to-day or whatever. Like He's been on and off for a couple weeks. Threw him back on there with some hamstring problems. Guy hadn't been the same since he ran into the wall in Oakland, so uh, I don't know. If a wall ruins your... Breakout season. That's that's a little unfortunate. I don't know what else to say there. Um, yeah, Angels are not looking pretty.
1: Bad pick on my part.
0: I I, I stuck with the Astros. Jordán Alvarez, by the way, getting paid and playing for it. It's
1: having a good season.
0: Yeah. You think he? You think he's got a shot? Because you know, you know what we didn't talk about. What? That we we should talk about since we're talking about Jordan Alvarez. Well, we made our little picks, we picked the Cy Youngs, we picked the division winners. We did not talk about MVPs. We did too. Did we? Hmm. No, I swear we just talked about Cy Youngs. No. We oh, talk we,
1: about we did. Him. We yeah, because I
0: was, yeah, I was disappointed. Yeah, because I was disappointed that I didn't put Bryce Harper in the NL, and I forgot about it until I was editing the video. And I was like, man, I should have put Bryce in there, because Bryce is carrying a bad team. And Phillies are also... Luckily, they ran into the the Angels when they did, because the Phillies have been struggling. They do sweep the Angels. um, But right now, I, I have a feeling the Marlins could sweep the freaking Angels,
1: so I don't... That's, Let's stay on the topic of the Phillies for a little bit. What do we think about Joe Girardi being relieved of his duties as the Phillies so that manager?
0: Was, that was the manager talk that I was going to bring up. I want to talk about a few managers, Start starting with Joe Girardi, all right? Joe Girardi got the shit end of a stick here because it's not his fault. Um, you can look at it however you want. You can say the Phillies made the right move. It was, it was just – that's not a, a managerial – duty to try to pick up a team that your GM can't put together Uh am exactly. not going to lie uh, Dabrowski I lost all respect for the man because um, you, cause you, know you know what other deals he's like made he's the one that traded for Chris Sale with the Red Sox like kind of left Detroit in a pretty shitty spot mm-hmm. so I don't know where I'm at with this guy alright Phillies could have. I kind of wish they would have went and got whenever they got Dabrowski, I wish they would have went and stole Epstein from the Cubs. It's really what I wish they would have done. Like if you're gonna go get a GM with a name, that's the guy you want because at least then you might get a championship out of it. Because the dude, although the Cubs are rough right now and whatever they're doing, uh, the dude just always oh. Froze for a second, like half a second. That was really weird. I was having flashbacks to the first one we ever made. Oh <laughs> lord! Um, but uh, you know, just go get the Cubs aren't good right now. But like that's the guy right there. You have a lot of names in your prospects and stuff. You know, trade, you flip a guy. Right, about uh, i No, pretty good. Start
1: seeing like the- flashbacks to twenty sixteen.
0: Yeah, but I'm saying like with with the Phillies, what what Epstein could have done with that prospect system, like kind of what he did with Bryant and uh, Russell. We don't, we don't talk about Addison Russell very much, but I think he could have gotten like a Rizzo, a little Rizzo pickup where you just fire out a name. You and have say, a veteran
1: guy come in and you can younger. kind of lead the younger guys around. I wouldn't say Rizzo was really
0: a veteran guy at that point. I mean, but he is he's the, the oldest.
1: He was the oldest, but he was
0: only like a a year and a half older than everybody else.
1: But he had been in the league for a little bit. He was able to kind of guide people around. Someone to look up to for the younger players. You know, we're on that topic.
0: Uh, I want to go over, we're talking about the 2016 Cubs World Series. Um. We're going to get back to the managers, don't worry. But but I just remembered one of the topics I wanted to talk about. I want to talk about the three best World Series this century. From So from 2000 on. What three World Series stand
1: out to you the most? 2010,
0: 2012, and 2014. All right, buddy. All right. <laughs> I'm talking about, like, as a fan, but, like, watching in, being like... Because I could sit here and say 2003, but I don't remember 2003. You know what I mean? Like, the Marlins yeah, won it, but I don't remember it. You were um, one and a half at that point. No, it wasn't. I was one like and two months. <laughs> yeah. Round up. <laughs> um, yeah, so the we? Where, where are you going to go? What, what three World Series that if you could watch, if you had to sit down and pick three World Series to rewatch every single game up, what three World Series are you picking?
1: 2016 definitely has to be up there. That was one hell of a series. I honestly think you can put 2014 Royals and Giants World Series up there too. That was a great series. And what else? I'm trying to think of like good, like close series, is like Game Sixes, Game Sevens that decided it.
0: Yeah, I can think of a one right, right is- off the top of my head. So there's there's been a few good World Series, right? So if I'm picking my three, my number three, which was kind of a, a like a tough between the three, because I'm gonna leave 2016 off. Even though twenty sixteen was a great series, I'm leaving twenty sixteen off. I'd put them at more like a four or five. I'd also want to put the two thousand eight World Series on there where the Phillies beat the Rays. Fire World Series. I've watched that one probably about seven times. Like it was a great World Series. Um and I think I'm letting the postseason itself for one of these decide where it is on my list because it was just an insane postseason. I'm gonna go at number three. I'm gonna go Royals Mets, 2015. That's what I'm gonna go with. That was a good, you know, Degrom. Daniel Walker was doing the thing. It was a good, just good series. Degrom was just coming up. Syndergaard, Matt Harvey, like some name. There's some names in there that are all a lot of them are irrelevant now. It's crazy.
1: There are Uh,
0: two. I'm gonna say. I'm going to say 2019. Mm. Nationals, Astros, good World Series. First, I think it's the first World Series ever where the home team didn't win a single game, which is crazy. I mean, the home field advantage on me shit whenever you're. <laughs> I, I think that's got to be
1: my third for sure because that was one heck of a series. And to see a it's, team uh, like the Nationals, who started out the way that they see, did, come and
0: win the World Series. I think 2016 is what it is, and it's and it stands out to me so much because the Rajai Davis call, love the call, great call. I think the Howie Kendrick call, and his shot in Game Seven, the other way. Mm-hmm. I think that one's just as good, if not better. Very similar players too. It's weird how that works. Um, also,
1: I mean that game was eventful through in and throughout. I mean, you started the game first batter of the game. Dexter Fowler goes yard first at bat of the game.
0: Well, I mean, yeah, but.
1: I don't know. I I think that I think if you're comparing the two they're the most
0: similar. They're easily the most similar on this list in the last. And I just think I, I think I liked the Nationals one better. Mm. Scherzer. Plus you get players in there that like deserve one. Like you finally get to see Strasburg healthy. You got a wild card team walk in there. Remind, it should remind you of some 2014 mm-hmm. stuff, you know. Um but my number one on this list, and I think you're just sleeping on it all. And I don't know if the World Series itself... I mean, there's a moment. There's one specific, like, game in the World Series that's probably, like, the best game in World Series history, right? But I think it's the postseason because one of my favorite pitchers of all time threw a no-hitter that postseason. I don't know if you know where I'm going with this. Um, But there there was a game where the Phillies played the Reds this year in the postseason, and Roy Halliday threw a no hitter. Mm. And then they missed the playoffs. But 2011, got to be the best World Series. And I guess Those overall postseason. Yeah, that was that game six, bro. Mm.
1: Cool.
0: It's a, it's a rough World Series, right? Like, 90% of the reason I'm a Marlins fan. That's crazy part. So I guess I gotta I got to put it there that there too i guess um that was a that was a heartbreak right there and the night not only was i like i'm done with this team went and found a player that i could root for and all this i signed myself up for a lifetime of heartbreak
1: so yeah you really did um, yeah i signed myself up for either a red hot team that chokes in the playoffs or someone that is absolutely dog shit
0: my team just always does dog shit. At least I, I'd like to see a playoff game every once in a while. You know, we do got Sandy. We do got another Cy Young in the making. So I mean, nuts.
1: He has a good year though. Someone might buy him off Hill.
0: No, we got him. We locked his ass up this off season, bro. You sleeping? It was like it was I think it was the four year. We we still underpaid him a little bit too. I think it was four years. 60-something, though? No option? Nope. I mean, I think there is. I think there's a club option in there, actually. Okay. But I, I don't know. The thing about it is is that the Marlins get these guys, and they all like pitching. Like, they can't get guys to come to Miami, but then once they're here, they love it here. So I don't I don't really understand like what goes around where people don't want to come here, but then when they get here, they're like I don't want to leave. Like Pablo has said multiple times, he doesn't want to leave, but like you know the Marlins ain't going to offer him enough money to keep him next year. So I don't know. This is that's a whole thing. We'll we'll worry about that in twenty twenty three. That's that is what it is. I'm trying to find like the contract.
1: Um, I think the person I feel most bad for is Bryce Harper contract wise. Five years, fifty six mil. So I mean, we still lowballed him a little
0: bit too. Uh, we also didn't have
1: as big of a name as he has right now.
0: Nobody did though. Like that's the crazy thing is is that he did. Everybody knew what Sandy was. I mean, he had a good year last year too. He has a good year pretty much every. He's had a good year pretty much every year since his rookie season. He went to he's an all, like he's been an all-star. Um and they only gave him a 1.5 million dollar signing bonus which doesn't doesn't make sense uh Lamar's got a lot of problems all right back to managers all right uh, i want to talk about both of our managers all right i want to talk about we we talk, i think we covered Joe Girardi thing enough like i think it's just pretty obvious that it wasn't really his fault that's a, that's a front office problem more mm-hmm. than it is a uh he just kind of ended up being the scapegoat, which sucks for him because, you know, uh, like, it's not like he didn't have the money and the time to just, like, he didn't have to come back into baseball and he did that. And then he you don't even let him get through a year, which I think is ass. But the Phillies have that, had that problem before with Gabe Kapler. And I just have this problem with Gabe Kapler because everybody thinks he's, like, such a good manager. What does the manager do, bro? Like... Aside from making bad moves, what good moves does a manager do? Like, you go out there, your your ace has gone four and two-thirds. And he gave up, what, like four hits to this point? Like, sure, he gave up a couple runs and he was in a sticky situation, but he's your ace. Like, you expect him to get around that, especially when you have a depleted bullpen. I'm talking about mm-hmm. Saturday, by the way. You just, you don't pull him there. I don't. I don't care what situation is running through your head. It, like, like for the Mar- with the Marlins, for example, let's say Sandy was in that situation. There's no way Don Mattingly, because he knows the backlash he's going to get, would go out there and hit, take that ball away from Sandy. Like, Sandy's not only is he going to finish that inning, even if it does end up the same way, it ends up 4-4, four four, not only is he going to finish that inning, he's going to go 7. Like, it's just, like, uh, Don Mattingly is on his own thing. But, but what's your opinion on the Gabe Kapler thing? Like, going out there and getting Logan Webb...
1: I mean, I think it's a stupid idea. It's the same thing with Dave Roberts pulling Clayton Kershaw in the middle of a no-hitter and then the Rays in the World Series. Like, if he's dealing, let him deal. And if he's in a sticky situation, you know he's going to get himself out of it or has the best chance to. I think this
0: actually leads us into a really good conversation. I want to talk about analytics for like half a second. I know we jump around a lot here, but like... we. Say something, and I think about it, and I'm like, I want to talk about analytics because we're going to talk about managers, Kevin Cash, Dave Roberts. Like, the thing is, is that the analytics can't tell you certain things. Um, Don Mattingly, I'm kind of to the point now where I can't defend the guy anymore. Like, Mm -hmm. I want him in my heart. I want him to be the manager, but my brain tells him he's got to go. The only thing he's done really good this year about is he's gotten a lot more comfortable with Sandy and Pablo and walking up to him, like you saw on Saturday. Walks up to him, Pablo's at 98 pitches or something like that. He says, do you think he got one more in you? Or whatever he says to him, Pablo shakes his head yes, lets him go. Same with Sandy. He'll walk up to him and be like, you're at 103 pitches. I'll let you go one more if you feel comfortable with it. They Shake your head. Like, you got to have some feel as a manager. And mm-hmm. uh, I feel like a lot of managers, hey, Buck Walter, perfect example, goes to, Kind of openly says, like, sure. There's this analytic. There's like this analytic BS going on, but I don't really care that much. I, like, I'm, if I feel like I need to go pull a pitcher, I'll go pull him. If I feel like he needs to work his way out of it, he can work his way out of it. Like, there's just a certain element of baseball that's always been there that analytics are trying to take away. And it, for the most part, uh, I feel like it's just not. It's it's BS. You know what I mean? Like, it's just you're throwing numbers up there. And they look good, but like at the end of the day, it's not actually winning you games. Like the mm-hmm. shift, I think the shift is really stupid. I, I'm not even just like, not from a hitter standpoint, right? Like most people complain hitters are tired of the shift because they can't get hits. Well, then you hit it the other way. Like it's not that that so that argument's retarded, but in the same way, one thing I, I don't
1: I, understand is why we don't see more bunts with the shift. Like if you've got a pull lefty up. And they've pulled the third baseman around the shortstop area, and they've got two on the second base side of the of second. Why not put up a little bunt down the third baseline, like just slap one down there? Because you
0: got guys like Joey Gallo that think they can just hit it over their head, and it doesn't matter. But what I think is, is for as a pitcher, I'd hate the shift. Like yeah. you get you give up a hit in a spot that a guy should be in, anyways, and you're like, wow, like. Because in reality, these balls, like, you got your second baseman playing right field, right, like, out there. These balls that they're hitting to him, the second baseman kind of lazy. Like, I've seen so many situations where they still hit into the shift and are safe at first because your second baseman is lazy about it. Or they hit it a little softer and your second baseman can't get to it because he's playing too far back. And in reality, most most of these balls that are getting hit out to him, and then you're like, you look smart because he's out there. The second baseman is going to get to him anyways if he was playing in his normal position. Mm -hmm. I get like a little bit like a shade, you know, like you hear in high school and stuff, like shade a little bit to the right, like take two steps over. Yeah, I mean that gives you a better idea of where he's going to hit it. Like you don't need to step forty
1: yards back and two yards to the left.
0: (laughs) It's just I don't know as a pitcher. I In that same situation
1: kind of screwed Arkansas tonight in their game against Oklahoma State. They go into the Ninth inning, no, 10th inning, no, ninth inning, tie game, they're playing, or up one, they're playing no doubles, outfielder's five steps from the warning track.
0: I don't know, no doubles is a little different. That's that's a different shift. Yes, I don't but at the same time, problem time with if you're that. playing... Because you're guarding the lines, you're really just like, like it's called no doubles, it's not like you're playing for a pull, like you're just, you're okay with a single, right? Because that, at the end of the day, but if he's not in the scoring, scoring position,
1: and a game that sends you to the super regional, because that's exactly what screwed him. They hit a little bloop shot into the outfield. The guy tried to lay out for him, got past them, two or three runs scored. You there? B. Hello? You
0: froze again. Oh, you're back. There we go. Okay.
1: Technical difficulties, great. Okay. Sure, what I said? It did.
0: Yeah, yeah, I could hear what you were saying, then you froze. But it actually did screw you tonight. Because they had they were playing with the second baseman out not all the way out there, but he was playing far over, playing mm-hmm. for a pool. They hit a bloop, it falls in between three guys, and then that guy ends up scoring. Like they had other defensive problems. Like it wasn't that wasn't it, but it was just one of like you your pitcher gets seven outs in an inning, he feels defeated, like it hurts. I've been there, I know.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, I mean, shift is stupid, analytics are stupid. You got to have more feel. We need more Brooks Walters. Um, that's a that's a big deal cuz I don't like I said I don't think the manager does that much anymore, right? Like yeah. just cuz he's your scapegoat is kind of
1: BS. He submits the lineup card and then doesn't do a whole lot after that.
0: Gets told what to do from the office above. Mm-hmm. Which is ridiculous, because, I mean, the office doesn't know how to win games, because if that were the case, they'd be signing the right guys, they'd be pulling the right guys up, like the Marlins, man. If you're listening to the front office the Marlins, you're an idiot. You should be fired, because you're listening to them and not doing your own thing. Because they don't know what the hell, they don't even know what baseball is. anything baseball's cricket, same thing.
1: They should bring Jeter back.
0: We don't want him back. He don't want to be here, we don't need him. <laughs> Should bring in. Should bring a. They should make a player a manager. They need to make Miguel Rojas the manager. Playing manager. Let him get the thing done. Hell no. Yeah, we want player managers here. Go and take a visit out on the mound from shortstop. Give Give me the ball. You're gone.
1: Remember when Rollins used to do that for the Dodgers? Huh? Remember when Rollins used to do that for the Dodgers back in the early 2010s?
0: Jimmy Rollins? Yeah. Remember I didn't. Did he, he didn't play in the, with the Dodgers in the early 2010s? Nah, dude was with the Phillies majority of his career, career.
1: He finished with the Dodgers, though.
0: Yeah, that wasn't early 2010s. That was back in, like, 2016. No, that wasn't, Yeah, that wasn't that long ago. I mean, five oh, years it was. It's 2022.
1: I don't know, but he used to do that sometimes.
0: Well, they do let like Miguel Rojas, like Don Mattingly, the last game of the year, lets Miguel Rojas be the manager for the day. Stuff like that. I think, uh, I don't remember who it was that one year, A.J. Ellis, you know, that bum. <laughs> This doesn't tell me when he retired, bro. 2019. He retired May 4th, 2019. Jesus, your time your time table is a little off. Yeah. Unless you were thinking of Chase Utley, which I don't know how you'd be thinking because they were both Phillies. <laughs> both did no, both the Dodgers. Wrong the Dodgers. Yeah, they both played for the Dodgers at some point. But they retired before Rollins did.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What else we got to talk about?
1: That's all I got.
0: I think that's all I got, too. We got a little bit of a, like I said, a decently long episode. We got like 45 minutes here. Uh, I'd like to welcome you if you're from Spotify, if you're Finding us on Spotify, Apple Music, or uh, what's the other one? Google Podcasts, that's our other one. Uh, You know, happy to be expanding. We're here every Monday and Wednesday. And uh, sometimes we do it a little later, like tonight, where it's now Monday. We recorded Sunday night, and it's now Monday. Um, it's, It's been a long day today. Think both of us have had a long day.
1: My dog's been trying to tell me for the last thirty minutes that it's bedtime, so if that gives you yeah,
0: any idea. My forty two yawns during this video has told me that it's probably bedtime. But uh Uh yeah, I think that's all we got. I think we'll be back. We don't you See gotta come you back on Wednesday. It? You gotta come back on Wednesday. Figure out who the weekend series is gonna be this time. Because I think yes. I have Somewhat of an idea, but I don't know. Well, we're going to discuss it.
1: We'll do some some analytics on that.
0: Yeah, some analytics. Analytics in baseball. Just go back to the days where OPS and batting average were the only two batting stats that mattered. Yeah. Maybe walks. Well, that's part of OPS, so it counts. But, yeah. um... I like it. We threw... Uh, it's been your boy Presley from Live a Little with my co-host Jameson. This is Going Coastal. Just a reminder, if it's your first time on, this is only the third episode. It feels like we've done ten of these already. This is this the only third It does. Uh, so it's always good to come on here and talk baseball. We'll be back on Wednesday. Like I said, don't miss it. If you're on Spotify, follow. Rate me five stars, baby. This is Live a Little Media, you know?
1: Be there right. or be square.
0: Yeah, is that? I think that's is that your new out. Mine's peace. So you got to figure out your own. We'll, you get it we'll get it
1: down by Wednesday. next
0: next Wednesday. So you got a week and a half. You got ten days. You figure it out.
1: Ten days, we'll get it done.
0: All right. It's been your boy Presley from Love a Little Peace. We'll See you guys on Wednesday.